Kalea, my pronouns are they, them, there. My name is Jay Jordan, and my pronouns are her and she. And this episode is self care as a student athlete. Um, so thank you so much, Jade, for joining uh, joining the episode. Um, for having me. Yeah. So the our first, uh, we're gonna start off with a little bit of an. Um, an icebreaker, and I told you I wasn't going to tell you what it was until we're recording, so here we go! Um, Okay, so um, I went to the grocery store last week and bought two family-sized boxes of cereal. Um, I live by myself, and so I've been having cereal at least two or three times a day. So, Jade, if you were a cereal, what cereal would you be? (laughs) So random. Um... Probably, uh, probably pops. Mmm, pops are so good. Why? Yes, they're underestimated. They are. You go look at them and they're like, hmm, I don't know. And then they try them and then you're hooked. Yeah, because they're like very okay. So is that why you would be that cereal? Because you're underestimated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm ready. Okay. Okay, Pops is a really good answer, though. I almost bought Pops when I was at the store, but I went with, um, what's that thing called? Uh, Golden Grams. The retro edition, which I think just means they added honey. I don't know. And um, Life, but the cereal, or not not the cereal, the uh, cinnamon kind. Okay. I like cinnamon toast crunch Mm. and... Cinnamon Toast Crunch is perfect. It's a perfect I do like cereal. Honey Smacks, too. I or, like Honey Smacks, too, but like the kernels get stuck in my teeth, and I'm like, I shouldn't be working this hard for a cereal. Um, I, do, I used to like Apple Jacks. Apple Jacks are good. They're, yeah. When you've had enough like real apple, though, you're like, this doesn't taste anything like apple <laughs> at all. You're like, mm. mm. I mean, maybe don't call it Apple Jacks. Maybe just like... Jacks or something. <laughs> Do you oh, remember yes. the commercials for um, for Pops, the cereal Pops? Barely. Okay. Barely. Yes. <laughs> uh, I don't like you know something would happen, but like this the slogan or the saying was "Gotta have my Pops." Oh yeah. <laughs> That's it. And I was like, "That's stupid," <laughs> but it's it was, delicious. But... <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of corn and sugar that they really like. We're like, here, kids. Pretty much every cereal, I mean, pretty much every cereal is just mm-hmm. corn in some weird way. Whatever. <laughs> That's a good answer. Um, I'm trying to think, am I going to answer the question? But I'm, I'm stunned by I'm my own question. I'm curious to know. I know. Okay. <clears throat> I, I think that I am... Oh God! What are they? What, what's like the name brand? I haven't been. I haven't bought the name brand in a while. What are the? Oh, peanut butter, uh, Captain Crunch, the peanut butter kind. Peanut butter oh. crunch. What's it called? Is it a Captain Crunch? Are you talking about? They're just like the balls and they're peanut butter. I was thinking of Reese's when you said peanut butter. What? Uh, the not Reese's piece, but the Reese's Puffs. 
That's what I was thinking of. Ooh, those are good. But those came after Captain Crunch. Yeah. Peanut Butter Crunch. Yeah, I would be a Peanut Butter Crunch because um, um, peanut butter is kind of healthy. Um, and um, that's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a really, because it's like, it's still sweet, but it's not like super, super sweet. And now that I think about it, it's also another corn cereal where they just put it like put it in a ball, like a, a hard crunchy ball, and then dipped it in sweetened peanut butter, like peanut powder, and then we're like, it's a cereal. Um, but yeah, no, I think I would be that. Okay. Yeah, and then like your you know your your cereal kind of tastes like peanut or your milk kind of tastes like peanut butter after, and that's kind of good. Yeah. So yeah. Be good. All right. <laughs> let's get down. Let's get down to business. Um, Jade, what is you good? Yeah. <laughs> Just like disappear for a minute. Yeah. Um, what is your part, your identity, your job in the community? Okay. Um, I am a black bi fam student athlete that probably attends a HBCU. Mm-hmm. It states and so I it's am, Fayetteville State. It, it, yeah, it, it, okay. <laughs> and I'm 21 years old, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, how does you being a um, black bi femme student athlete at an HBCU um, affect your wellness needs and self care? Um, I would say it affects it a lot. Um, it can be intense and very straining, I would say very straining, but, um, it also helps that I am on a college campus where I feel like today they're really pushing for mental health and with that comes like a lot of tools and resources of figuring out what to do. Oh, and really they, cool. yeah, they, they're pushing it more on campus, which is good. Yeah. <clears throat> and you said it, it's like a lot, like, but basically it's taxing on you. Do you think that it's more taxing physically? Cause you are, I mean, pretty much every time I look at your Instagram, you're like in the gym, <laughs> yeah. yeah. which I mean, I understand you're a student athlete, so I wouldn't expect mm-hmm. for you to, you know, work out a cute little three times a week kind of thing. But, mm-hmm. um, but do you think it's more physically taxing? Do you think it's more mentally, emotionally taxing? Do you think it's kind of equal? I feel like it's definitely equal. Um, I, I think a lot of people, when they see my Instagram, they're like, oh, she's just da da da. No, I'm tired, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. I am tired. Um, but it's also, I would say it's a mixture of both. Um, it can be 50-50. And then sometimes, I won't lie, it is more physically, but it can be definitely okay. mentally. But you said that, like, there there have been kind of maybe a lot of initiatives um, on campus to be like, hey, like, you have counselors and come pet mm-hmm. a puppy or something. That was a thing they used to do when I was in college. Yeah, they still do that. Oh, they still do that? <laughs> yeah, I was like, um, yeah, I was like, am I stealing this puppy? <laughs> Um, but yeah, okay. That makes sense. Um, and then, um, when do you know that you need to engage in self-care? Mm. It, it, I tell on myself, um, 
I sort of, well, not sort of, I have bad anxiety. And so I think it got worse as the years of me being a student athlete mm-hmm. and like everything like that. So anytime I'm like close to having a little breakdown, I say a little, but it's not always little okay. <laughs> that or, um, I like, I'm talking, like I talk really fast, but I'm talking way too fast mm-hmm. and like, my sentences are really short and chopped or my friends are even like, Hey, you okay? <laughs> when your friends notice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, it's bad. Uh, they're, they're noticing. So it's bad. Or if I fall behind and like, Oh, I have no motivation for anything. Like, mm, yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. You, you said, <clears throat> you said whenever you are approaching like a breakdown, um, Mm-hmm. And what are some ways that you know that you are approaching it, approaching one? Um, I'm sort of nosy, dramatic, and a little emotional. Okay. But it's, uh, it's bad when I don't, like, I have no motivation to get out the bed. I'm not, like, eating that much here and there. Or, like, I just, like, friends invite me. Like, I'm sort of a social butterfly sometimes, but friends invite me places, and I'm just, like, I don't want to go anywhere. I don't mm. want to be around anyone. Okay. Like, I have my moments where I'm, like, okay, I just need a long time, but when it's, like, they're, they're not balanced, really bad, mm-hmm. that and um, I start, it goes on my face. I hate it. I start breaking out, like, physically. Oh, okay. So physically, yeah. like, your body um, is, like, Stay home and drink some water. <laughs> yes, pretty much. Okay, those are really. I mean, what I've what I've noticed is like a lot of people who I've spoken with don't necessarily have like that kind of connection with their body, where they like their body has been throwing them signals that like they need to like slow down, pump the brakes, and they're just like, "It's fine. I have a cold, but it's just because it's cold." And like, but really, they have a cold because their body's like, "I'm not well. You're not well." <laughs> You need to take care of yourself. So right. I think it's, it's, I'm always um, kind of impressed whenever people have that connection with your body. Do you think being a student athlete um, is why you have that connection? Or you think that that's just something that you kind of learned or always have had? Um, I think it's a mixture of both. Also because um, when I went to UNC Charlotte, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> we had a we had a guidance counselor there for, for athletes. Oh, that's dope. Mm-hmm. And then we also had like a dietitian or and something like that. Mm-hmm. So um, I realized that well, I already knew I had to eat like healthier anyways. Being a student athlete, but when I'm stressing, I I eat bad foods mm. for myself. What's a bad food? Uh, I'm eating like a lot of I'm eating a, a lot of chips and a lot of sweet stuff like at 12 o'clock at night oh wow okay so <laughs> quote i I'm, I'm putting quotes around bad foods because i don't uh, I, ha- I have my own um misgivings about naming certain foods bad and certain foods good but i understand why you're saying that but um so bad foods at like just random times of the day <laughs> i feel that i feel that like i ate like a full meal yesterday and then i like was talking on the phone with my friend and I was not hungry when I ate that first full meal. And then my friend was like, um, and we were just like, um, 
just shit talking on the phone or whatever. <laughs> and then we were both like, we want, we want cake. We want cake right now. And so I literally got in my car and went and bought a cake and then rolled up at her house with cookout. Uh, <laughs> I had just eaten, you know, but like, it was like such a weird, like it was not even lunchtime. It wasn't dinner time. I wasn't mm. hungry, but yeah, I feel that just like, I just want to eat certain foods. I, I will say though, um, perhaps maybe to make you feel better, um, whenever our bodies are craving certain foods, even like things like sweets and um, like potatoes is, is a big craving for me 100% of the time. Yeah. Um, that isn't necessarily like a bad, I mean, potatoes in general aren't actually like bad, but um, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's like there are certain properties of like plants that have like things that we need. So potatoes, for instance, are a root um, like they're a ground vegetable and they tend to be a grounding thing. So whenever you're feeling like particularly anxious and like, you're going to like float away with anxiety, <laughs> um, you like people tend to crave things that like feel like maybe nostalgic. So maybe like cereal, but they also tend to crave things that like make them feel more grounded. And like, that's a lot of like root vegetables, like potatoes, even if we have it in a chip form or French fry form, or even if we have it in like mashed potato form. Um, so it's not like, I just want shitty food. It's just like, I want food that makes me feel like better, um, emotionally anyways, tangent. But okay. And so you start to kind of crave um, like different foods that are maybe not so healthy. Um, and um, you are like become like a homebody. And um, okay. Anything else like that you know is kind of like a trigger for, um, for that? I get more shorts with friends and I hate it, but mm-hmm. like, other time, other things like normal, like usually things like some someone will stay or something like that. I usually won't like react at. I'm, I'm like, I react to it, mm-hmm. and then they'll be like, "You okay?" Do you get like snappy or or angry or like, oh, dude, what did you mean by that? Like weepy. Both. It's <laughs> okay. It's so bad. They expect the weepy from me because I'm like a crybaby sometimes. Yeah. But, it's bad when I'm snappy. They're like, ooh. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, um, so fun fact about Jade, two fun facts about Jade, uh, and I, um, I know Jade because we are cousins. Um, uh, <laughs> our moms are sisters. That's how cousins work. And, um, we also have the same birthday, but are 11 years apart. And so a lot of the things that Jade is saying, um, <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I think that might just be because we're Pisces, <laughs> um, because same, um, with like, people are like, oh man, you're so like nice and sweet and like fun or whatever. No one ever calls me fun, but like no one ever calls me fun when they first meet me. And then when they're like, oh, you're not a, like a bitch. Then they're like, oh, you're fun. I'm like, yeah, I just have anxiety. But um, they think that I don't peep shit. And then when I say shit, then they're like, oh, Kalea, I didn't think you were like this. And I was like, you didn't think I just saw the fucking truth? Yeah. So. <laughs> you didn't think yeah, I was I'm hard? <laughs> yeah, I'm more snappy. I feel like I'm sometimes like my friend's therapist. Mm. And so like 
I'm usually really gentle with like telling them. And when I'm already, I don't, when I already got my own stuff going on, I'd be mm-hmm. like, girl, I can't get it. Leave him. <laughs> I'm, I am, um, part of the leave him club just in general. I'm like, that don't sound right. You should just leave him. <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's probably somebody else better out there for you. Just go ahead and leave that nigga. Like, that's actually truly me. Yeah, I was I was low key telling my friend that yesterday. I was like, this sounds like some bullshit. You should just dump them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, what's you know, it's probably not a bad idea. But okay. Um, so with that, um, how do you take care of your mind, your body, your spirit? Um. I would say one thing that helps me even more like grow during this process is the pandemic and the quarantine. Because mm. during quarantine, <laughs> when it shut down during March, when I was trying to do something for birthday. Right? Oh, I was, anyways, this isn't about me. Go ahead. <laughs> but we're here. We're I was here. hurt. I was so hurt. Oh, and you turned 21 last year. Yes. Damn. So you didn't even get to like, be out in the streets because the streets were closed. <laughs> I did a little bit with um, uh, my my sister Courtney mm-hmm. and my other uh, well, she's my stepsister, but I just called my sister, but sister mm-hmm. Bree. Um, but like it wasn't as big as I wanted it to be for my twenty first. Yeah. But I was like, okay. I love y'all for trying to celebrate <laughs> my birthday. But during the quarantine, um, I had a lot of time. Of being by myself which was hard uh-huh. very hard at first because uh I feel like if I'm not doing something I'm not productive which I think is from me being a student athlete and having my schedule ran like jams yeah. with everything mm-hmm. so I just started like things and hobbies that I used to do when I had time or just trying new things so cooking um I really liked cleaning a lot. I was like, oh, I feel like my mother. <laughs> I'm just cleaning, um, knitting, uh, puzzles. I really got into puzzles. Ari and I really did a lot of puzzles. Yeah. Um, we did, like, slip and paint. And uh, we went hiking here and there more, like, to, like, different places. Because Crowder's, Crowder's Mountain, like... Mm-hmm. I forgot how far it's from Charlotte, but it's not too far. Yeah, it's, but, a, it's right outside of Charlotte, <clears throat> kind of. Did, like, things more in nature, and then, um, like, got a lot of candles. I racked up a lot of candles. I was just like, I <laughs> love this. <laughs> I'm like, I want to burn shit. <laughs> but I also wanted to smell good. <laughs> yeah, did that, and then... Did you um, make candles, or did you just buy candles? I wanted to make candles, but I was like, we ain't got money to make candles, so we just got... Yeah, there's some candle making places, which not, I know you don't live in Charlotte, but there's some candle, make, candle making places in Charlotte. And I'm like, I want to go. And then I'm like, $35 to make a fucking candle. <laughs> it ain't worth it. I got I a stove at home. What are the supplies, you know? Yeah, that. And then uh, while that was happening, uh, my roommate, or she's a Scorpio, um, she was going in her journey with like like she was learning more about chakras and other things mm-hmm. she was like pulling me in she was like <laughs> i think i found something you'll like as well yeah and I was like, okay okay so doing that and then uh 
started doing yoga. We started working out together, but we did a lot of yoga. And I was like, this is hard. I was like, girl, yes. gotta go get her left buckle. <laughs> I was like, my core is burning. Yes, yoga is so intense on your core and I forget that. And so then I'll be out of practice for a while and then I'll be like, yeah, I'll just go to this like yoga class. And I like know all the poses and shit. And then I'll like, be like, oh, my core. Oh, God, you want me to hold myself up? Like, <laughs> what do you want? So, yeah, yeah, I think people don't realize that. And then they try it and they were like, mm, I, I was not as a uh, as strong or flexible as I thought I was. And I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I did a lot of things like that. And I got into cooking more mm-hmm. um, and just learning more about food in general because I was like I should just know more about what I'm putting in my body like okay. so did that we tried we tried a lot man we tried to be we tried to be vegans we tried so hard <laughs> <laughs> that's how I found a uh, Tabitha Brown oh and yeah I was like, and so then like we would switch out meals here and there because it was hard because I watched a lot of videos and they're like don't just jump into it ease into it veganism <laughs> is just- yeah it's um it makes you very like a lot more conscious about literally every single thing like mm-hmm. that you put in your body. Cause like you have to read the ingredients for everything before you buy it. And like just random things aren't vegan. <laughs> it's just like, why wouldn't this be vegan? Like y'all could have literally easily swapped out like, I don't know, uh, pig or not pig fat, uh, cow fat. Like I remember this was years ago uh, I can't, I think I was probably like home from college or something. And I like was like, ooh, they got these treats at my at my house, right? Like my dad's house. Mm-hmm. And I like just something told me to read the ingredients. There were these like um, apple or peach uh, turnovers mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, they were like in a box in the in the pantry and my family, um, my dad like only buys junk food. So I was just kind of like, okay, whatever. And I like look at the box and like they were fried in cow fat. And I was like, make it make sense. I can name like 20 different oils that ain't got shit to do with an animal. And you're like, let's take a cow's fat and then put fucking turnovers in it. It was, I was just like, I was mad. (laughs) So yeah, veganism just makes you have to read everything and get real um knowledgeable on the slick shit they put in food where you're like this is actually not vegetarian or vegan at all but but you know kudos to you for trying because you know a few a few meals of vegan meals here and there i think is still really great yeah it was just the simple fact of i don't think i mean maybe you could put me onto some like more people but i if it's not to have the I'm cooking something in upper seasonings or something. It doesn't taste good. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. And like, yeah, white veganism's like, a little bit bland sometimes. Oh man, air fryers. Did you get one? <laughs> I haven't yet. I'm waiting. Oh, I'm waiting. It's going to change your life. I think. I know. I have all my friends got one. I saw a meme about like the, cause you know, the George, uh, the, the grills. Mm-hmm. They're like, man, these the air fryers got a hold on my people like the George. Yo, <laughs> yes, that's actually so fucking funny and, and so good because George Foreman had like everything. Okay, like we had a George Foreman whenever <laughs> I remember my cousin was going away to college. I don't know if you ever met her. She's on my dad's side. But my cousin is uh, Aaliyah is like five years older than me. 
And so she was like the first, you know, cousin. She's the eldest cousin on my dad's side um, uh, to go to college. And so my dad was like, we got to buy her a George Foreman. <laughs> And like a sandwich maker, but not even like a panini press sandwich maker. Like it was literally like, I don't know. It was like a weird time in history where people were like, appliances, George Foreman grill. Look at this. You can, can you grill it? You make your own waffles. Yes. And it's like, yeah, it's called a waffle maker. (laughs) But yes, that's really funny. Yeah, that's actually very accurate that the air fryer is the George Foreman grill of like this generation or something because... When I tell you we had a George Foreman grill, my dad was like, can you George Foreman grill it? The answer is yes, you can. (laughs) About everything. Same thing about like this weird rotisserie thing. Mm. I don't know. He would rotisserie like just big chunks of meat because my my dad's a big meat eater. But yeah, so can you air fry it? The answer is yes. Um, About everything. All my friends have. I'm like, I was like, I don't even need one at this point. But now, like, I probably do. Your but mom like, probably would like it. Because you could, like, like make fried things with, with less oil. He has too many appliances. We have, like, a different amount of ninjas. The ninja brand, the blender. Uh, Ooh, the blender's uh, good, though. Hot pot. Um, a pressure cooker. Um, we have a lot. And I'm just like, mom. Like, are I you also gonna have a lot. <laughs> so many I literally I'm like embarrassed to show you now we have a whole kitchen cart that's just appliances in our kitchen probably like Jasmine's uh plant collection yeah yeah I'm see I'm trying to get on your sister's level of um plants parenting because she really has like is has reached it and like I, I don't know like I'll water a plant my plants like I hate that and then it'll just die <laughs> and I'm like I'm sorry so I'm actually beginning to think there's something wrong with my water <laughs> like I'm genuinely like is my water like not okay because you said you were thirsty I watered you and now you're dead so we'll see maybe I'll like buy some distilled water for my plants maybe I'll become that person probably not um but yes um that (laughs) i I still okay so i will say this they i'm pretty sure it's ninja the ninja brand but they have like a all-in-one kind of thing that has like a pressure cooker an air fryer maybe a crock pot i don't know the difference between a crock pot and a pressure cooker maybe that's what she has it's a big thing like on top of the refrigerator i don't know what does she use it no. Oh, I mean, she might have it. Like it might. I think she she may have used it for th- for Thanksgiving for when she cooked the turkey. A turkey that, by the way, tasted like ham. She was like, "What is this?" I was like, "I don't know." What do you mean it tasted like ham? Like it tasted like ham. Did I was she like, use like the- ham season? I don't know how to make meat. So did she use like ham seasonings? Do people put seasonings in ham? Because I've never. I don't know. It was so weird. It was from Butterball or something like that. Was it genetically? Genetically? Yeah. Is it called? No. She was. She was just like she, cause she she really hates like ham and like. Yeah. Your mom like low key doesn't do meat. (laughs) Like she's just kind of like I'd rather not. (laughs) But she when she tasted it, she was like. Did I buy the wrong thing? I don't know this. Yo, if you bought like the wrong meat and just cooked it wrong the entire time. But we looked at the label and it said turkey. And I was like, (laughs) 
I was like, well, it's moist and it tastes like ham. So I guess it's weird. (laughs) Someone's gift. (laughs) (laughs) That would be very, very weird. Um, Yeah. Your your mom really doesn't be doing meat like that. Mm -mm. If uh, she preps any meat or anything like, well, she's prepping it. Like she wants me to walk and like Mm -hmm. get it together. Cause she, it, makes her stomach sick because it's gross meat is gross <laughs> like it's just it's weird it's very weird um yeah yeah so i get it <laughs> i know because like, um ari's um girlfriend uh brie uh we were doing eggs and she was looking at it and she was like Don't you know too. this <laughs> you can't look you know she was like, you know that this is, this, this is a baby chicken right here. It's not a baby chicken. It's not a baby chicken. Okay. She's it, like, this is an egg. This is like an egg egg. This is disgusting. I was like, just here. Here's your whites. I brought the, I bought them for you. Ew. Your whites in here. She was just like, mm, I think I'm just going to get eggs all together. I was like, okay, do it. I, yeah. I went through a phase where I ate a lot of egg for, I just, I would have like egg in the morning, egg for lunch, egg for, I don't know why. I just was like, eggs are so good. And now I'm kind of like, uh, (laughs) I don't really know if I want like egg, like, but my, my partner jam will eat an egg like for breakfast every morning and like scramble it. They'll make like, um, uh, what's that thing called? An omelet. Yeah. Yeah, Like they're like, they're, their morning routine is. Honestly, it's like, to me, it feels chaotic because there's so many things, but like, it's impeccable. Okay. Like, cause they are an early riser and I am like, you know, let's get out of bed at 10 o'clock in the morning. Like that, like, I'm like, yeah, like I can do shit after 10 o'clock. Um, but anytime before then I'm like, this is early, but yeah. So they'll get out of bed at like five 30, they'll go to the gym, they'll run to the store if they need to, which apparently stores are open that early and then they'll come home and then they'll shower and they'll make like a full fucking breakfast. Okay. We're talking toast. We're talking, uh, if they're eating bread at the time, we're talking scrambled eggs with, uh, fresh, fresh tomatoes and spinach and mozzarella, Okay, um, we're talking like a juice, <laughs> maybe some tea, and they sit down and they eat it like they don't have work. And <laughs> and then they like get ready and they like might walk the dog and then they'll go to work. And meanwhile, I've met them when they got home and they're making breakfast and I like get out of bed and stumble through the house like I gotta make a smoothie. And yeah. I'm just like, wow, you're an inspiration. I will never be like you. <laughs> my, mother. my mother. Really? I'm like, yes. I'm like, why are you? She thought I, she's, there's a couple times she thought I had an attitude because she's trying to talk to me and the mind you, it's like seven o'clock in the morning. Like, no, don't talk to me. there's nothing to say that won't be like there to say later on in the day it was so bad she was like what's wrong with you I just got up I just woke up (laughs) I was in the bed five seconds ago and now I'm out and now I'm awake and I'm back in this world yes (laughs) I'm like I don't know she's asking me about like what 
time. She got to do this or pick me up. And I'm like, oh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> words are not for me. Yeah. <laughs> that is me. Yes, yes, yes. That is me. And like, really, I try not to talk to like nobody until like I'm like clocked in. Like, <laughs> so like I can go my whole morning and like get up, do my things. I'm, you know, I might talk to my dog a little bit, mostly just like, get out of your crate, let's go. And yeah, but no, I'm not like, I'm not like a full sentient being first thing in the morning. And I really like, when I like pull up into work, like this happened to me, I don't remember what day of the week it was. And I, I worked a, the late shift. So I like had work from 10 to seven. And um, yeah, this customer or this customer, this uh, coworker of mine, as soon as I rounded the corner to walk to my desk, they started talking to me. And I literally like shouted back, I'm not clocked in yet. I'm not clocked in yet. I don't talk to me. I'm not clocked in yet. <laughs> because they were like, Kalea, blah, 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 blah. and I'm just like, uh uh-uh, uh, no, I'm not p- getting paid for this. I don't do this shit for free. That is the why do you think I'm here because I'm getting paid to be here. Don't talk to me. It's not like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not urgent. Like it's not, I don't work. I it's nothing is urgent at my job. No one's like, it's not a life or death situation. So don't talk to me off the clock. Don't. So yeah. Um, okay. So for mind, body, spirit, um, you, um, kind of connect, it sounds like you connected with a lot of things that you just weren't really able to do whenever you were, you know, fully student athleting, um, in the beginning of the quarantine, whenever shit was like actually legit shut down. Um, and I mean, were those things more for your mind, body, spirit, were they a combination? Um, they were a combination for, for both, I would say. Um, backstory, I was going through a lot mm-hmm. during that time, too, because I had, like, thought I was gonna uh, be in school, and then I ended up not being in school during that, like, spring semester 2019. I thought I was gonna be in school, and I wasn't able to be in school. 2019 and, or last year? Just kidding, 2020, my bad. <laughs> gotcha, okay. <laughs> I forget it's 2021. It's 2021, uh, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, uh, 2020, so it was like a stressful thing because uh, I basically lost my scholarship, lost that, and I didn't really know what to do. And on top of that, uh, luckily the CARES Act happened because I was about to be evicted from student living. My, the what uh, act? Like, I think it was the CARES Act or something. Oh, okay. Because I, I didn't have the money. My rent was like, yeah. yeah. So No one and, had the money. And then lost, you know, lost my job at, uh, I was working with the Hornets, but, you know, concerts and basketball games, that's over. So mm-hmm. I was so stressed. Yeah, and I remember that. Ari was sort of in the same, well, she was in the same uh, predicament because she worked uh, the same place I did and we lived together. So... Uh, luckily the walls were thin and we both heard each other cry. <laughs> oh, so one night it just like, uh, initiate, we initiated like doing things more together. Like we already did, but like we both like are alone time. 
so we just started like okay doing stuff together Mm -hmm. and then from that like I learned more about things that she was learning about like crystals chakras and other things Mm -hmm. and meditating and there's different ways to meditate and that and then uh, I got her to do like some yoga here and there and journaling and things like that so like I would say every every day we would do something new or do something and figure that out or even think of ways to like make money because we were just stressed yeah and and is Ari a student athlete as well yes okay it's her girlfriend too uh, she was. Okay. I think she graduated. Um, I don't know for sure, but yeah, okay. she was. Mm-hmm. So it was just that, and it helped because my my anxiety is so bad, and then hers is sometimes like depression, and mm-hmm. so like when my anxiety spikes, my depression spikes sometimes with it, mm. and hers is like depression and anxiety spikes with it so we were just figuring out how to do that and figure out how to work on ourselves and just breathe and like get through it so as we did that we found like okay yeah I said I'm I'm really good on these candles I really love these candles I light candles every day oh but that's (laughs) wonderful just like oh wow it smells like this mm-hmm. set up I have my LED lights in my bathroom mm-hmm. take a shower listen to music I got into music a lot um more quarantine I found so much more music and discovered a lot more music because everyone was posting music because everyone was listening to yeah music. yeah we were all just kind of like have you heard this song <laughs> it's song is carrying me through my day <laughs> this song is the only reason I'm alive today <laughs> yeah yes yeah. I, yeah. and so it's a uh, swipe up and then I think that's when also um also like um I mean the movement's still going on but like at the peak I don't want to say peak um when Black Lives Matter it was really intense mm-hmm. during that time so it was like we wanted to be involved but COVID so we went to some um we walked around what down uh, uptown mm-hmm. Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Mark did that, and then came back, and I was like, "Yeah, my my anxiety was like spiked that whole entire time. I don't think like I want to be involved, but I don't think that's that that uh that uh, I don't know how to say it. I guess that I don't want to say that job, but that like act or whatever." Uh-huh. Uh, Doing that is for me. Avenue, was, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just like trying to post more things and like get like have more informed information or mm-hmm. petition my link, my bio, and stuff like that. Yeah. And she was, yeah, I don't think that's for me either. Like we went during the day, but like when it started getting late, my mom was a little paranoid too. So she was like, play something out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 It, and, and it is like as someone who um, years before I'm not sure if you were in Charlotte when this I don't think you were in Charlotte at this point but um whenever um Charlotte Mecklenburg Police Department um killed Keith Lamont Scott and then Justin Carr um I was like out there marching and a lot of my um friends and um 
acquaintances were like in the streets like every night and it's it's uh it's intense and um it, it can be really scary but it's also just like it's scary during the day. It's scary at night, but, um, it also, it feels necessary and wonderful, but I really do appreciate that you realize that, um, that you are like, Hey, like I can still be a part of the movement, but like not in this capacity, you know, like, mm-hmm. and I think that's something that I, I learned as well. It's just kind of like, I, I care about all of this, but the best way that I can offer, um, respite, offer healing, offer help is, um, just through different ways. And I think that that's not something that a lot of people realize or like, you have to be out in the streets. Otherwise it doesn't count. It's just like, no, there's so many other like things happening in the back. Exactly. So I think that's neat. Yeah. I also just took a break from social media time to time. Um, cause also during that time it was like, like, I was like, yes, like the videos are important, but like, I do not want to see a video of like I don't want it to be normalized like yeah. that like you know they're killing us over and over and over again and this like it's okay yeah but like at one point like that was all that was for a whole week that was all that was on my feed and yeah. everything and I just had to take like a break and people were like what happened to you posting I was like I just I need a break I was like everyone is sensitive or like it affects everyone differently mm-hmm. and it really was just affecting me because like I was like this is just so like ugh, it's just bothering me so much yeah. to myself. So I had just had to take a break and I made some signs for some here and there. Um, but I just had to take a break. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Social- yeah, social media. I mean, human beings were not designed for social media, and social media also low key wasn't designed for human beings. Um, <laughs> like not not with our health and and life really in mind. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I always think it's advisable to take a step away from social media. Also just because like try as hard as you as you might, like you can't control what you see on there, you know? Yeah. Like you you just can't. Like if you're just casually scrolling, like you can have like certain filter or like I don't know if they're called filters, but like kind of like parental controls or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like you're still gonna see shit you know and it's just like I didn't want to see someone get murdered you know (laughs) like I just I didn't want to see that or you know whatever um and so yeah it's definitely um it definitely is advisable to kind of pump the brakes on that um so you you mentioned a few times that like you have anxiety um and that you're just always kind of trying to learn how to manage that and to how and how to understand that um do you think that your anxiety, um, do you think that your self-care is um, because of your anxiety or do you think that, like to kind of try to manage it or do you think that um, your anxiety is just like something that you kind of just try to keep at a at a specific level, like a low level? Um, I realized that I implement self-care every- weekly that mm-hmm. my anxiety stays at a lower level. Like, yes, I'm going to be stressed out about, like, everyday life things and things like that. Mm-hmm. But when I don't have, like, a break or a moment to just, like, breathe, like, decompress everything like that, then I just, like, slowly, ain't like, increasing, like, every week. Mm-hmm. And then I hit 
midterms and then it's bad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I usually try to do something. I I call it self-care Sunday, do do something every Sunday or when, you know, whenever I can. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I include people in it if they want to do something. And sometimes I just don't because I just a long time. But um, I think the turning point was when I had a horrible panic attack mm-hmm. in my room alone. It was so bad. Like I have asthma, but it's not really that bad. Mm-hmm. But when I'm having a panic attack, mm-hmm. like it's so bad. And Ari came in the room and she was like, breathe. Like she was really like worried. And I was like, so embarrassed that she was seeing me <laughs> yeah, like this. And then I realized, like, like I do talk about my problems, but I'm still, like, a private person. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't really t- t- talking to anyone. So I think that was the point where I was like, okay, like, I got to do something about it. Mm-hmm. And I realized I got to work on myself and expressing myself in a little bit better manners because... Um, long story short, uh, basically I got tested for ADHD at the time too, cause, uh, my, they thought I had it cause my grades were horrible. <laughs> mm. So I had gotten tested and then it came back the results that he was like, nah, I don't want to say you have, you know, ADHD. I think that you really just, you know, you're depressed you have anxiety and you're not getting any sleep. So that's why you're not able to focus. That's fair. Uh, I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah and he was like maybe you should like I didn't want to think that like it was that bad Mm -hmm. but when he suggested like taking antidepressants I was like oh oh you oh you want me to like do something about it right now (laughs) (laughs) as opposed to later I guess or (laughs) I was like you want me to do something about it right now he was like yeah um this is like, he was like, it's just not, it's not healthy. It's really bad. And he was like, we know that student athletes have a lot of mental, like, mental illness and mental problems and their health and everything. And I was like, I was like, to be fair though, I mean, I'm stressed out and depressed about valid things. He was like, yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. we need to do something about it. <laughs> yeah. So I told my, parents and I think uh, I think that the fact that it was a, basically a diagnosis took it more seriously than in the past when be like oh I'm I'm depressed well you're just sad or or you just you know yeah you're just going through it mm-hmm. so since a doctor said something, they're like oh Annie wants you to take antidepressants they're like oh I don't think you should take them and I looked at that and uh my friend as well had taken them and they're like, yeah, you could turn into a robot and I don't want you to be a robot. So yeah. we're going to figure out some things you can do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> work on it. So I did that. And when I found out I, I have my body, I started figuring out like, Oh, my body's telling me like, girl, you're stressed, mm-hmm. figure it out. And then that's when I start many, like every week do something. Cause it, sometimes it goes by months and I, I'm not like, I'm just waking up, doing the routine, workout, mm-hmm. class, go to all these other classes. Okay, go to bed, stretch, do four, go to sleep. Like, yeah, wake up, do it again. 
So I finally was like, yeah, duh, duh, I'm stressed. Is I'm that um, that routine that you mentioned, um, is that something that is anxiety inducing for you? Or is that something that, um, it, like, that you like take comfort in? Like you like the routine and you like being able to switch off your brain. I am listening. Um, but I am going to go get my sweatshirt. So continue talking. Um, I think that, I think that I do find comfort in it, it, but I'm going to, I think this is what like a lot of athletes feel too. And I don't want to speak for all the other athletes, but I think we find comfort in it when we're being successful. Mm. Anytime there's a moment we're failing at a class, failing at a meet, in practice, not succeeding, like not being successful, that's when it starts to take a toll and you're stressed out. Okay. For me, but I know for other athletes, when your routine, you're failing, you're not doing well, uh-huh. that's when it can be stressful, especially for athletes that have like a scholarship because at the end of the day, it is a contract. So mm-hmm. if I'm not upholding my grades, upholding um, my uh, like a- athletics, mm-hmm. and I'm not performing well or doing exceptionally well, then it's like, oh, well, tuh, you're not getting any education. Yeah. <laughs> Take yeah. this from you. So I think that's where it can be um, a mix between oh, I find comfort in this routine and I'm doing well and I'm da-da-da and oh my gosh, I'm dreading this because I'm not doing well at this at all. Yeah, that is, um, I wonder like, I guess about the amount of um, additional anxiety that student athletes and like you mentioned, especially ones that, you know, maybe they're on like a full or partial scholarship, uh, like or I guess um, athletic scholarship, um, like the amount of pressure that's there of just like if you fuck up or if you get fucked up somehow um bye um (laughs) and like the amount of like um performance that is required like i mean obviously i was not a student athlete but i was um i still had performances because i was in the school of music and um of just like not being able to like uh play the piece well or you know do the performance or whatever and all that kind of stuff the amount of anxiety that left me um sometimes but like as a student athlete it's um especially the the type that you are it's not like you can just get swallowed up in like the football team you know (laughs) and be like uh you know like i'm i don't know anything about sports so like i'm an alternate or some shit like that it's very like Mm -hmm you need to be performing at this level and all that kind of stuff. Do you think that um, that type of anxiety is, like, healthy? Like, you know how there's, like, you stress and then, like, negative stress and, like, you stress is, like, good stress that, like, somehow, I don't know how stress is good, but it is. But, like, do you think that it's like that or do you think that it's it's it negatively affects you? Um, I think, just like you said, there's good and bad I think the good sometimes is to have a little bit of stress or a little bit of like that to motivate me to push me because I do need to push myself but I know like a lot of athletes don't know when they push themselves too far mm. and their body tells them like hey you're pushing me too far yeah you're falling class or 
you're you're breaking out or you're you're getting physically sick like you're you are sick you have a cold you yeah. need to stay fit. um but there are like you know good time good stress whenever it like pushes me to perform better mm-hmm. or to try harder in practice but i would say that a lot of athletes student athletes don't know like they're still you know learning themselves and I get that but they don't know when it's like really really bad stress and you need to do something about it right now mm-hmm. it's like do you they don't see the process getting to the breaking point they mm-hmm. just hit the breaking point yeah so yeah, yeah. Well, and you mentioned before, like, kind of that routine of, like, get up, you know, go to practice, go to class, go to more class, like, probably more practice, at some point eat, you know, do homework. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if we're in that kind of autopilot of just, like, every day is the same day, um, mm-hmm. then it is hard to, like... Um, we're not necessarily like tapping into our body and like our feelings and just our physical signs of like maybe fatigue. Um, And then all of a sudden we're at a breaking point. Like, and we're like, how the fuck did I get here? Like, I thought I was doing fine. I was going to class. I was going to practice. I was eating, you know, like whatever. And then you realize like all along your body's been like, remember that time whenever you were sore last week? Remember that time whenever you had the sniffles or remember that time whenever you dropped your keys and you started crying? Like (laughs) you actually have not been fine for several weeks. I've just been trying to give you subtle hints, but here we are, bitch, sit down, you know? Right. (laughs) That's really what it happens. So, I mean, I think, yeah, like the additional pressure of like being a student athlete is something that I, I don't know that I would necessarily be able to handle with just knowing what I know about my anxiety and just my performance anxiety in general too. Like, mm-hmm. like as a musician, I was just kind of like, people are going to watch us play. Like I hadn't been in band since I was fucking 10, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. And so I definitely, um, I, I, I understand that. And I think that's a really good observation you made about just that routine and being disconnected from yourself because you're just trying to, achieve a level of like performance, a level of um, goodness with your athleticism and with your um, with your studies at school. And maybe for context, can you um, can you share what uh, type of athlete I guess you are? Yeah. Um, so I'm a track athlete. I do long and triple jump um, uh, here at Fayetteville State. But um, I think Coach T is also going to try to have me run this year with that. Yeah, so um, I don't know what. I don't know if it's going to be a 200, a 100, a 400. I don't know, a relay, but I'm just excited to be able to run again. Um, so, yeah, I do long and triple jump. I'm a jumper. Cool. Triple jump was always very confusing to me, so that's awesome. I was just like, you hop, skip, and jump? Like, what do you yep. do? I'm like, I don't know. It was just weird. <laughs> I used to watch it, and I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't get it at all but I did shot put and discus so I was a field inventor but I, I was I was uh, doing it for the college application um and just to be outside I don't know it's, yeah. it's, it's like a good season it's a good time um okay um anything else for you know mind body and spirit I think you you've been pretty clear with, with those things but um I think it's trying to learn more about yourself and your body because mm. um 
uh, there's a couple times I hung out with some of my other teammates. I like we have Charlotte. There was a mix like random randomly across the campus. So there was a and what? Hammocks. 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 Oh, cool. Yeah, and like near like gardens and flowers and just scenery. Oh, yeah. It's a nice. Camp. UNC Charlotte has like the botanical garden that's like yeah. really nice. I like have had pictures taken there, so. Yeah, it's really nice. So I remember this one night, I was just like, let's just walk. It was like a couple of teammates. I was like, let's just walk and, um, you know, just walk. Lay on a hammock, look at the sky, just relax. Like, instead of watching the Netflix or instead of, like, you know, like, just just relax and do this. And afterwards, they were like, I did not know that I needed that. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you got to re- take time some time so and figure out when you you need just some time for yourself and being alone because you know I am I could say I am like a I I guess I could say a bit of an introvert I say I'm an extrovert I'm like a social butterfly but like I have moments where I'm like I do not want to be around people at all yeah <laughs> so there are times where I'm like yeah you just even Think of your body like a battery, like me trying to just like recharge, reduce, recover. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes my social battery is done. Mm-hmm. Like I do not want to be around you. Waste words, energy on talking. Yeah. <laughs> so if you can't sit alone, if you can't just, I have some friends. We can't sit alone in silence, but I have some friends where we can. I'm like, let's mm-hmm. go for a walk. Yeah. You and I, <laughs> let's just go for a walk with no talking. Yeah. And. Um, I said, you just got to, you know, figure out, like, when you need that time. And they're like, yeah, we're going to hang out some more. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> we're going to hang out some more and we're going to talk. Yeah. There definitely are. Um, I have friends where, like, we get together and we're just just laughing the entire time. I mean, about the stupidest shit. Like, and that's really wonderful because I love that. And I um, sometimes can be, like, it's just so serious for no reason. Um, and so it's great to just be in joy with people and just literally like laugh about just the stupidest shit. And then I have friends where like, I mean, yeah, we ha- we still have a good time, but then like literally like I have one friend that once a week she comes over and we just sit on my couch and we just do work. <laughs> like I'm like, um, typing up shit record or like um editing episodes or just like working on my own shit and then she has shit that she works on and then then we'll every, every once in a while we'll kind of like peek at each other and be like eh? and we might send some gay shit to each other and then just like go back to work and it's fine you know and so it's great to have like that balance and to also have like kind of like the resources to be able to um have some friends where you you are like out in the streets with and then some friends where you're just like spending just quiet time maybe eating a meal mm-hmm. together so that's a i think that's a really good balance to have yeah um, especially with mental health yeah um, i didn't realize how which may sound dumb but i didn't necessarily realize who you surround yourself with like you learn as you get older i feel like mm-hmm. who you surround yourself with their energy their vibe that they're on really affects can affect your mental health like as well yeah so surrounding yourself with people that like are actively trying to figure out things about mental health or Mm -hmm. trying to relax or you figuring out you need different friends for different things Mm -hmm. um 
really has helped me. Uh, side note, because I realized I am a friend that I like people to reach out to me too. I don't always want to reach out to people. Mm-hmm. And um, I realized I was like having problems with that. I was like, I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> and one of my friends was like, well, you need to find some friends that you know are going to actively, you know, reach out. Because I know I have friends that don't reach out. Like, I know there's, it's nothing, no, like, beef or Yeah. Just, some people just don't life. reach out. <laughs> some yeah. people just, like, don't. And it's, like, nothing personal. I'm just like, you're just not a reacher outer? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's so awesome. So I figured out. And I think that's why uh, Ari and I have become as close as we are. Because she realizes that we both realize, uh, we both need to reach out. <laughs> We're that type of friend, like friendship where it's like, okay, reach out. I'm gonna reach out. But yeah. like, she's actively like talking or interacting. But I have other friends where like, I ain't, t- I ain't touched them in like two months. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then we phone and then we talk for like an hour. Like, okay. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Yeah. Two months later. <laughs> yeah. Is Ari still uh, here in Charlotte? Yes, she is. Talked to her uh, yesterday. And she heard my mom explaining how I'm a, I may be a lot of work for uh, a significant other, and I was like, "Okay, okay. And the significant other is going to do the work." So, <laughs> <laughs> don't you want your significant other to do the work? Um, I don't understand. <laughs> Whatever. Um, <laughs> moms are going to mom, but um, okay. That's awesome. Um, and I, I think it's great that you're uh, trying to um, help your friends, like, see that there is a different way. Ooh, a question that I did have. Um, you mentioned, like, journaling a couple of times, and you mentioned anxiety. Do you um, kind of, in your journaling, are you journaling to like alleviate yourself or relieve yourself of like the anxiety or are you journaling to try to figure out what the fuck is going on um and why you're anxious or is it maybe a combination of both or like kind of what what are you looking to accomplish with your journaling so it's ironic because uh i have like four journals and they're all for different things oh okay (laughs) so I have one where it's just me talking about my goals, my dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I go into like the steps that I need to take to get into it. Sometimes I'm just like manif- manifesting as well in there as well. Yeah. And then I have um, a journal where I'm just talking shit to myself. Like, like bitch, get it together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like doing that. And then I have a journal where I'm being, I'm nurturing myself. Where okay. I'm just like, like, okay, just breathe. You got this. Yeah. It's really positive stuff. And like, okay, like, eh, next Sunday, just do your own nails. Next Sunday, do this. Just mm-hmm. relax or things like that. And then I have a journal where I just self-reflect. And I'm like, why did you do that? Because um, I realized that with growth, I have to do a lot of self-reflecting on me my interactions with people mm-hmm. and judgment of people and and so yeah I have a lot of journals um and they all help me <laughs> in different aspects of my life yeah I think that's actually really cool like uh just to have like different journals for different purposes I um I I think I accidentally did that um <laughs> I was telling um 
I think it was my life coach. Um, shout out to Josie. But um going to see her later on today. Um, but I was like writing in two different journals, which are two like distinctively different looking and feeling like material. One is like weird and velvety. The other is like fake alligator or something. I don't even know. People gave them to me. I don't know why people gave me weird journals, but, and I've been like writing in both of them as if they were the same journal. And so like, I have to flip between the two to see, but I am, I do find myself writing more of one type of like journaling style in one. And then in the other one, I find myself writing more of just like a different style and different content. So I don't think I ever really realized that until now, but I like that you have four different journals and that like you um, kind of are really able to go back to to the ones and, and see also where your growth is and stuff. So that's pretty neat. Um, and then what is something that you um, need to improve on in self-care? Um, I still am working and improve. I need to improve on finding, prioritizing more time to myself. Okay. Um, yeah. Like, right. times where I'm like, oh, I got this assignment, I'm going to do it now, and I do that, and then I keep working and working on other things because I feel like when I get things done, it's a good feeling when you get something done, mm-hmm. but it's like, all right, now you need some time just to relax. Mm-hmm. But I think that's also i don't like i'm not blaming her but i think that's also from how i was raised and how my mom is Mm -hmm. is very on go oh yeah all the time so i think from me like being around her for like all my life (laughs) yeah yeah a few years years, yeah (laughs) um and seeing how she starts early and she's productive and does this and this and this like you, I mean, you've seen it probably at Thanksgiving. You cannot sit still. Yeah, your mom doesn't stop moving ever. So okay. I think that's sort of where I got it from. Mm-hmm. And even my dad's sort of like that too. Mm-hmm. Sort of, he's a workaholic. So just taking more time and prioritizing like just me time or just just doing nothing. Yeah, doing nothing. It's hard for me to do absolutely nothing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you whenever you are like. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to do nothing. Do you feel like, how does that make you feel? Does that make you feel more anxious? Do you feel guilty? Do you feel bored? Um, I would say at the beginning of quarantine, I felt bored. I felt uncomfortable doing nothing and being alone. It was so bad. Like mm-hmm. I hated it. <laughs> it was so uncomfortable. Um, But now I find it a little uh, comfortable. I usually take naps, honestly, when I yes, do nothing. Because you're a Pisces. I just, Pisces are t- oh, we're up. tired. Like, listen, Pisces, we're just fucking tired for no goddamn reason. We're just tired. I wake up, and you know the sun goes down, um, like, earlier now. So yeah. I wake up, I'm like, damn. Like, <laughs> where the day go? it's time to go to bed now. <laughs> so I try to do it more at a reasonable time. I'm like, okay, I can go to sleep now. Like, don't take a nap now. But uh, when I'm doing nothing now, sometimes I'll be bored, but then... I'll, me and these candles, I'll light a candle. <laughs> I'll light a candle and just sit there and it's scented, like, yeah. room. Yeah, but, definitely. Yeah. Okay, that's some real hardcore Pisces shit because I love a, a a dimly lit room with a candle. Like, just, just sitting there. 
mind my business yeah. in the dark <laughs> by myself. <laughs> talk myself. Yeah. By myself. I'm talking to nobody, not doing shit. Yeah. Maybe like playing some random game on my phone or something. Okay. Um, so, I mean, kind of with, you mentioned, um, not, not even to put your mom on blast, uh, and also, um, to, to people listening, uh, if you remember Jasmine Best, uh, that episode, this is, that's Jade's sister, that's Jade's older sister, so Jade, um, so I'm talking about the same mom, uh, <laughs> the same mom that we, we spoke about previously, who was also, um, she probably would bust in the room if I did not mention this, is my godmother. She makes that very clear randomly time, random times in my life. I'm also 32. Um, so, <laughs> um, but yeah, she is my godmother. Um, she volunteered uh, for that role um, when I was born. But... Um, you mentioned like the anxiety, you mentioned anxiety and like that, um, that feeling of needing to like constantly be moving and doing and being like productive. Um, do you think that's something that you maybe learned from your mom, um, and dad, or do you think that's something that like, is, um, is it like nature versus nurture? Like something that you is just like genetically passed down to you? Um, I feel like it's both because, (laughs) Um, because during in high school, I will say me not sitting still helped because I was doing a lot in school. Oh yeah, I did ball, soccer, track, theater, chorus, some marching band, a lot of stuff. You did marching band? <laughs> so, yeah, I did, like the trumpet. <laughs> oh what? I didn't know that. Dang, you really did all the things. Holy <laughs> shit yeah so like it helps it helps a lot but uh I realized in college like I thought I was prepared for college <laughs> wasn't no nothing's gonna ever prepare you for college just gonna put that out there to anybody <laughs> and everybody nothing's ever going to prepare you for college so um I think that it's a little bit of both because I look at Jasmine and she's really chill and relaxed. Mm-hmm. However, she also has moments where she just can't sit still. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay, like, it's not just me because I'm hyper. Like, I'm all over the place anyways. Yeah. But I think that it is a little bit of how, like, we were raised and that. But I it could just be, it could just be genetics because I was, I'm looking at her whole family, like, on my side and... Mm-hmm. They don't sit still. No, no, still. none. They the the McQuillan women don't sit still. Actually, the one that the the aunt that does sit still the most, I think, is Aunt Stephanie, which is the eldest yeah. um, of the five McQuillan sisters. Um, and uh, your mom, my aunt Jennifer, is the um, second to second to youngest one. Um, but yeah, they don't. They they really are always in some shit. <laughs> If they yes. don't have anything going on in their life, they're just going to go hop over to the next sister down and, and be and like, hey, what's going what on? What you doing? Let's meddle. Right. Yeah. That's really um, very, very true. So, yeah, I, I wonder if so. I I um, I often wonder if it's like nature or nurture, like if this is just like ge- how we're genetically coded or if it's um, also what we're taught, because I. I, I have anxiety and, and me and your mom have had this conversation multiple times <laughs> and multiple times I've recommended that she just smoke weed. <laughs> she would be 
so happy. She would. That's what I said. She would sleep was... so good. She would her she would actually go to sleep. <clears throat> That's what I said. Or I was like, I was like, she doesn't like want. She doesn't like nothing. Nothing. I was like, I just wanna I just wanna put something in a drink a little bit. Just 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 to see. Just a I was like, uh, like one of her friends got her wine and she didn't even drink it. I was like, Oh yeah, your mom doesn't drink. Yeah. (laughs) I forgot. Like, I was like, we could do a sip and paint. Yeah. She was like, I don't want, I don't drink wine. It's, it's not really my, it's not for me. I'm like, mom, please just (laughs) just do this one thing with me. Yeah. I was, I was like, I was really pushing CBD on her. Cause I mean, I know she's not going to do weed. Um, yeah. Although I think she really could benefit from it um but i was like you know like you can just add it to a smoothie or like you can just you know drop it underneath your tongue or mm-hmm. you could smoke it you can like you can rub it on your body like there's like all the different ways you could eat like a a, a cookie you know that has it infused in there and she's just like I, I just i don't know it's just and i'm like listen if you have to pee in a cup Okay, you have a fucking master's degree. You've been teacher of the year every year forever. Like no one's going to just rock up to you and be like pee in a cup. And if you do and you've been like consuming um, CBD, you're fine because it's CBD and not THC. Also, you're going to be super chill about it because you'll have actually slept for the first time in years. Like <laughs> and like be relaxed about it, you know, but that's okay. You know, like the tools are there are a bajillion different things that you can take and do to um, provide relief and, and stress relief and um, happiness and all that good stuff. And we just have to kind of choose the tools that work best for us. But, uh, but yeah, I, I always wonder like the, the anxiety that like I have, I'm like, you know, did my mom have anxiety? And I don't really necessarily remember her having um, anxiety, but I, I do think my dad has, has it. So um and also just like, yeah, like you said, like the, the nurture part of just like, you were really busy in high school. So like, that's, that's like the pace that you're used to. You're like, yeah, I should literally always be doing something Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, like every day of the week, what activity are we doing after school, before school, during school? So I understand that. Um, and then what is something that you excel at in self-care? Um, I've got better at like, treating myself like not feeling guilty about treating myself which uh, some of my friends and family members may say I need to do better with that but I differ I would treat myself and I I feel bad I'm very impulsive Mm -hmm. so if I'm like if I want to buy a $20 candle (laughs) it smells like I'm (laughs) in the middle of nowhere on an island and and I'm drinking a mango (laughs) smoothie on that island then I'm gonna buy it $20 you and these candles jade (laughs) no but like i got better i like not feeling bad about like treating myself Mm because uh i didn't have a fashion sense so so unless i i'm sorry i'll pack self-care label on anything that makes me feel good self-care i smack it on anything that makes me feel good when I bought, bought some clothes that actually fit me for the first time and it wasn't athletic clothes, self-care. <laughs> so I'm just slapping self-care stickers on anything. Oh, I want Chipotle, but I really shouldn't get Chipotle, but it's going to make me happy. And the guac is banging. The guac I'm is really get, good. 
Oh, so you're getting Chipotle with guac. Like, you got money. <laughs> okay. Points. I got the app. <laughs> they got me. <laughs> like, I'm doing that. Yeah. Or, oh, my, oh, this one was real bad. Oh, it is a pandemic, but it's the cheapest these tickets are ever going to ever be for me to travel. And I'm on Olive's list for traveling, so the tickets Dang, even... she get on her list. She just be... <laughs> it's, it ain't right. Whatever, I ain't going nowhere. Jonathan on there, and Jonathan on there, try to get you, try to get him to get you. I know, right? I gotta, she just has too many, like, nibblings to be able to do that, so. But if, if yeah, like, you were like, are you sure? That, I'm like, if anyone for this trip is my mother, she gave me gloves, disinfected spray, um, five masks. Um, yeah, I'll be okay. I'll figure it out. But um, I never really was able to travel too much in there because I was always busy and the tickets were so expensive um like some sometimes you can go like through Almanor but sometimes like you can't mm. so I was like yeah that trip self-care yeah <laughs> so do I, you have like certain um I mean you mentioned like if if you like it or if you want it then it's self-care but do you have certain criteria of like this is self-care or <laughs> like does it check these three um, boxes <laughs> if if it's like I don't know, like it just gives me a certain feeling, like certain butterflies. I don't know how to explain it, but when it gives me just a feeling of effortless, like joy, mm. I'm just like, oh, this, like I have moments. Oh, this is so nice. I'm like, oh, that's so like I went hiking and I was like, man, why well, I thought this was self care. I got to the top and I looked at like just the view and I was like, oh, this is nice. Okay, self-care. That was self-care yeah. for the day. Like, that, and I like, there are little things where I'm like, okay, like, this is just a little, just a chocolate bar. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. But I don't, I don't necessarily, like, make it too complicated. I'm just like, if this feels really nice mm-hmm. and I take a deep breath and I'm like, oh, like, just like, wow. Then I'm like, yeah, that's self-care. I think... I had friends that were like, oh, no, that's not. And I was like, how you going to tell me what my self-care is? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like how you going to tell me what my self-care is? I was like, y'all making this way complicated. Like, yeah. y'all, like, just, just, if it makes you happy, like, okay, like, don't, don't make yourself broke now. <laughs> don't, yeah. don't make yourself broke. Yeah. Responsibly. But, Do it responsibly. Yeah. Do you think, like, like um... I mean, you mentioned like some good fluffy things, right? Like candles and hiking and outfits and stuff like that. But do you think that like kind of the harder parts where you're maybe in that journal of yours um, where you're working through your shit is also self-care? Um, definitely. Um, it's the moments I've for this year, um, 2021, mm-hmm. last year. I was forced to be uncomfortable. This year, I'm forcing myself to be uncomfortable, whether that's with self-reflection mm-hmm. or uh, saying things out loud out of my journal. When I say things out loud, I write, I'm like, dang. <laughs> I'm just like... What do you mean? That would Like, there are times where I'm, like, partial myself, mm-hmm. and I read it out loud, and I'm, I feel insulted. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> I feel insulted. Okay. Or times where I'm like writing like 
really uh, reflecting on moments. Uh, okay, like, well, you know about it, but that, that situation that happened with um, my ex, like, I finally mm-hmm. just really, like, it finally, I guess, like, I really just hit me, and it really just, like, I worked through it all, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I read things out loud, and I just like, okay, like, that happened. Um, this is the aftermath. I'm in the aftermath right now. Mm-hmm. And this is, like, this is just the jade now from that. Mm-hmm. The jade now is more cautious, more this, more that. I was a little cynical at first or was like, you know, a little pessimistic afterwards, Mm -hmm. but you know, this is the J now, what can we do about this type of thing? So I think that's self care because it's, it's working on yourself. Mm -hmm. And afterwards I have moments where I'm like, Oh, that was good. I feel nice. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's only till afterwards, you know, in the (laughs) middle of it, you're like, wow, this shit sucks. (laughs) Like, yeah. really sucks. Yeah. I, yeah, I, um, that does sound, to me, that sounds very balanced. Um, I think when people think self-care, they think of the, the first, right, where it's just like, you know, candles and puppies and, you know, pillow fights or whatever. But then, really, if you are taking care of yourself, then, like, yeah, these things are going to make you better, right? But then other things are going to make you better, too. But in the moment, it doesn't feel like it. Like, in the moment, it feels uncomfortable it feels um maybe chaotic or something um and so yeah self-care isn't just like the the cute things sometimes it's some not so cute shit that you got to deal with i said even exercise is fine because there was a time i wasn't working out for and uh it was uncomfortable because i like my friends, like some of my friends and even my sister Courtney, I was like, I have a I have a little stomach. And then she was like, Jay, are you serious? I'm like, I, I know my body for me, I'm I'm about to be out of shape. Mm-hmm. And she was like, Jade, what da, da, da. and then I realized during quarantine that I had from me being a student athlete, had a lot of like body image like mm. pro like issues mm-hmm. and problems and things I didn't realize until like I had to work out again and I just didn't like how I looked at the moment mm-hmm. and like when I was telling my friends they're like girl like what are you talking about and I'm like it's like when you have acne and like it's on your face or mm-hmm. your body mm-hmm. like okay yo don't realize it but blah blah, blah. Mm-hmm. so then I was on social that's when I like took a break from social media because I realized some people or some accounts I followed, it was giving me unrealistic uh, views and, and things on how my body should look mm. or, like, the lack of I have. And I was like, uh, this this isn't healthy. Yeah. Social <laughs> media me, really, really does fuck stop. up our perception. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm actually so, like, I'm not gonna have big butt and hips and all this. I don't other know. Stuff. You might. Me right now, how I'm training my body. Yeah. And now, now. Tra- yeah. No. Maybe when you Later get on, like a little bit older or something, because I'm just saying it's part of your destiny. <laughs> 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 you think you, you think you skirt, skirt it, 
but no, no. The jeans are strong, my cousin. That's what my mama said. She was like, I was, I was, I was small like you. And then I Your mom is still small. I would just like to go on record. Do you hear that, Aunt Jennifer? You're still (laughs) small. (laughs) She's like, Oh my god, you're tiny. And I'm like, first of all, I'm several years younger than you. Second of all, I've never had children. Um, third of all, you are not a large human being. Like, let's just be clear. Like, none of our aunts are actually large human beings. Some of them are tall. That's really it. Yeah, tall. But that's Mm -hmm. it. They, you know, they got fat asses, but. Yeah. You know, we can only go up from there. (laughs) (laughs) But, but I realized that, like, I was exercising too much at one point. I was, Mm. like, so exhausted and tired. And then from there came the part of hardworking and self-care of, like, okay, like, yes, I do like exercising, but why do I like exercising and knowing my limit Mm -hmm. and, and figuring that out? Because it was, it was bad. I had a moment where I had a realization. I was like, oh, my gosh, like, Jade, like, you're fine. Like, you think that you have these images and these ideas because you're on social media and because mm-hmm. of some of the people that you surround yourself with. And you don't need to surround yourself with some of these people because mm-hmm. of how they think and the things that they are projecting because of their insecurities or other things like that. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, let me work through this yeah. and everything and find beauty in my body and everything like that so that was a whole nother journey in self-care in itself because um you know like yes I am the way I look and I'm training and that's why like that's just the crazy thing to me that still amazes me and I think a lot of athletes is or anything that works out is like how you can form your body just Mm. by changing doing different things, eating differently or different workouts, yoga, everything. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, <laughs> get it together. And then had moments where in my journals, I would write about that and mm-hmm. then read it out loud and be like, Jade, why do you think this? Yeah. <laughs> so. That's, I mean, I, I, I wonder a lot of times about that, like the, about body image issues um, with, student athletes um because i mean one like yes you're right like there are certain ways you can train and certain ways you can eat and not eat that like really are amazing at how they like change your body um i mean i'm i'm genuinely fascinated by it um but as someone who's like not an athlete who has done athletic things um i'm just kind of like wow like you can really like have like bulging muscles or you could have like you know more slender type muscles based off of like all this stuff that I don't understand because I just be like just doing whatever the fuck I want at the gym when I feel like (laughs) going to the gym like I have no objection at the gym (laughs) I'm just kind of like I don't know I just thought I would come here to like sweat a little bit and then I'm like "Mm, I don't really feel like it and then I'll like do like three curls and I'll be like I'm gonna just go home (laughs) that's really more my attitude around the gym and I actually really like it but I think it's really interesting, but I think like in like learning more and connecting more with your body and like also like our bodies change. Like that was something that I like learned in, I mean, really my, my whole life of just like, okay, like I'm in my twenties now and my body like can look like this. 
Um, they, they make it seem like, all right, once you're done with puberty, like your body, this is how your body looks forever. And it's just not fucking true. It's just not, it's not. true. And like our metabolisms change and all that kind of stuff. But I think like um, the additional um, performance aspects, like you're performing like with your body um, mm-hmm. could, would just be so, for me, I, I don't know that I would necessarily be a particularly healthy person about it because as a non-athlete I've um done some unhealthy things with my body to get like I mean my body was like cut but I also was literally eating like a piece of toast with butter for like mm. that was what I was eating you know <laughs> once a day and that's and like go into hot yoga like six times a week you know and so it's like oh yeah hot yoga. I love hot yoga but um, I haven't been in a while yeah, it's always been a concern, um, and like it's been a concern for um, some of the for, for guys like on the team, um, some men on the team. But I feel like it with a lot of women more mm-hmm. because of society and how they objectify and look at women's bodies and the trends. I don't like that. Realize that uh, body images and certain body types and trends like in the early 2000s like slimmer and now it's like more like thicker and mm-hmm. like wide and, and I was like realizing that um because I was thinking I was like in high school I was like duh, duh. and then I was like now I'm feeling this I was talking to one of my friends and she's a little bit um she's a little bit thicker mm-hmm. and it was like switched for us like I was like in high school like, I didn't really feel, like, I felt a little bit, like, here and there, but I didn't feel it. And she was, like, in high school, I was feeling, like, trash because I realized the thinner type of body type was, mm-hmm. or whatever that. But now it's flipped. And she was, like, now they want to talk about, you know, thick girls, and they want to talk about, oh, they're like, sought after and things mm-hmm. like that. And I mean, there's still definitely, like, some fat phobia. Uh, <laughs> so it's not, like, people, people now sexualizing, um thicker uh bodies excuse me are um are solving the problem right because it's like oh well now you would consider having sex with a person with like a fat ass and maybe a gut or something like that that doesn't fix things at all but it probably definitely is a is a better feeling than like just not even being considered you know yeah and and i think that was I think that was really like eye-opening to me when I was talking to her about it because I was like, dang, body types really are trans. Like, that mm-hmm. is really crazy to me. Yeah. That, like, I already realized it. I already, like, sort of knew, but, like, when we talked about it, yeah, I was really just like, that is so disgusting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Disgusting is a great word to describe it. Absolutely. And it's <laughs> it's also can be really disorienting, right? So, like, I'm not a particularly, I, I call myself, like, size-wise and body-wise, remarkably average, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not tall, I'm not short, I'm 5'4", well, I'm 5'3 three and 3 quarters, mm-hmm. and <laughs> my clothing size is, like, average, I don't need to shop in, like, plus size, um, but mm-hmm. I'm not, like, super skinny. Like, I'm my body is, to me, just remarkably average, um, with, like, kind of tiny titties. But, like... So like it was it was weird but I do have like a fat ass and like thick thighs because uh, both sides of my family um really just are you know hard hitters with that and um and so like in in high school like I had like a shape but I wasn't like 
considered thick, even though I thought of myself as being, um, I mean, like I thought that I was like fat, which I was not. Um, and, and so seeing like the shift from having, like from it being more popular to, uh, essentially not have a hip hat, not have hips, not have ass be just like a thin ironing board, um, to people being like, have you ever heard of titties? Have you seen a, an ass before? And it's just like, niggas, this shit been around forever. Y'all are forever. real late. <laughs> That's the only way we exist in my family. <laughs> so <laughs> what's Look the deal? Look at all the ass. I don't understand, you know? And like being like, okay, so y'all are cool with this now. Meanwhile, like I was always just like, that's just what it looks like to have a body because of people in our family, people on my dad's side of the family. Um, and so it was, it was disorienting. Cause I'm like, what the fuck do y'all even want? Like y'all just like over here, just like, ew, she, she got too much or, or like the, um, anti-blackness of calling, um, how a lot of like black girls like quote developed faster um, and so had like hips and ass and thighs and titties like before their white counterparts in you know middle like honestly in uh, elementary middle and high school and like them being like oh you're fast because of that and it's just like you're not fast like that's disgusting that you're sexualizing yeah exactly like you're sexualizing a child because they have they're developing traits that you consider to be sexual but titties are not inherently sexual like titties literally are not made for sex they're actually made to like feed human beings <laughs> which is the least sexy thing in my head <laughs> feeding a human being like <laughs> So it's just very like, it is really disorienting to to see like that shift. And it's just kind of like, so what we liking now today, friends? Like, are we liking, yeah. like, are we going to be excited about this? And and also recognizing that like someone's sexual attraction to, to a, a particular body part isn't necessarily like the end all, end all cure all to like fat phobia, to, to sizeism, to any of that stuff. Um, yeah, her and I had a brutally honest conversation. The friends joined in about that phobia, and I felt, I felt like, dang, I didn't know. Like I knew, but like a lot of experiences and things from like my friends telling me. Mm-hmm. But like, it was also just weird talking about it because I also opened up to them and said like, like. You know, people also make fun of, like, skinny folk. Like, they'll be like, oh, are you not eating enough and other mm-hmm. things? But I said, I said, I'm not trying to take the shit the conversation. Mm-hmm. I, like, like you know, skinny skinny folk or whatever be hearing some things, too. Like, dang. Like You just can't win. Like, you can't. If you have a body on this planet, then you're just, somebody's upset about it is really... <laughs> And I'm like, it's not, I don't know why my body is, is your concern. (laughs) Truly, truly put that on a t-shirt, right? Like people just like, I'm like, why do you have an opinion? Like this person, you don't like this person (laughs) is minding their business and like you walk past them and you have an opinion on their body. I didn't even realize they had a fucking body because I don't know this person and I'm not concerned about them. Like what is that? almost cussed out this guy. Ugh. I almost 
cussed up this guy. He was like, yeah, like, you're pretty. You're pretty in the face, da-da-da-da. But, you know, you just are lacking in, you know, the hip and the ass department. I was like, why did you take time out of your day Yes. to tell me this about my body? Like, what made you think that was okay? It just blows my mind, truly. It, it Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> or even, like, or even if they're you know, quote, paying you a compliment of just like, wow, you know, I was walking uh, behind you and I noticed your ass and good job. And I'm just like, I guess I just wonder why you think that I care that you exist and why you think that I fucking care about your opinion on my ass. Like, we're at the grocery store, Holmes, you know, like, <laughs> what? why are you talking to me? Like, what is this? It's, it's absolutely wild. And I do think that, I mean, that that's layered on top of several, like with several different things. But I mean, it's also just the fact that men, specifically cis het men, really feel like their opinion matters about just any fucking thing on the planet and that we just want to hear it. I don't want to hear, I want to hear, hear like zero cisgender hetero men's opinion. 100% of the time, I do not want to hear what they have to say because why? What added value is that? And then they're like so shocked when their opinion is not wanted or cared for. Yeah, like, like, well, I was just trying to pay you a compliment, nigga. I literally don't need a compliment. I know my ass is fat. I'm at the grocery store. Chill. <laughs> what is up like it's absolutely it's so aggravating to me because like I and I mean maybe you do this too but like I really just be in my own world like when I'm like out in public like just doing like I'm at the grocery store I'm running errands and whatever and like someone just like pops my bubble and like reminds me that other people are out here existing too and I was just like you interrupted my thoughts to tell me like your opinion on you don't we don't even know each other like what yeah. in the world mm-hmm. <sighs> it really like, drives me crazy like on like a whole different level it, like my oh my friends i because also like another thing with working out like i'm running anytime i run anywhere i don't know why people feel the need to honk and then try to yellow compliment oh like you're like running outside like for exercise is what you're saying or for training yeah okay yeah like i'm literally wearing like the most un appealing shit ever i'm wearing sweatpants and a hoodie and like they're like say something or if i'm wearing like spandex it's annoying and i'm like like though like i had a guy one time i'm running i'm jogging then i like go down i'm walking past him he wants to grab my arm and, and tell me. People really be grabbing people's I, arm. They really be touching people. I'm like, wow, like, in I a panorama? You. Like, you're touching me? Now, if I stabbed you, I'd be wrong. Right. <laughs> like, I was just trying to talk to you. And it's like, that is never how you get anyone's attention. You don't grab people. The fuck is wrong with you? Grab me and then was like, you look very very beautiful like you know have you ever been like that one person that like that's that one that go on give you multiple compliments until they want you to give you their number like they just be throwing compliments until you like and then they're like well i want your ugly ass anyways and da 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 and i'm like wow what that what a switch of the century like literally in the same breath you were like i just want to be friends you know i just want to get to know you you know what i'm saying you look real interesting you like you read books and shit (laughs) (laughs) 
like, no, thank you. And they're like, I don't want your ugly ass anyways. And I'm just like, wow, I, you just said that I was beautiful. I guess I just wonder what happened here. Was it that you got rejected and your feelings are hurt? Like go die. <laughs> I just, <laughs> it's the, I mean, like, I, I just wish they could see, like, I wish like, that shit was on camera, right? And like, I could just like show them a video of themselves and be like, so what happened here? Because a second ago you thought, so did you always think I was ugly? Or did you always think I was attractive and you're just lying? Because one way or another, you're a liar. (laughs) (laughs) What is the truth? Yeah, what is the truth? (laughs) Go home and journal about that and never call me again. Um... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's really that's really it. Yeah, that's um, yikes. People really have opinions about people's bodies. Gross. Okay. Ha. <laughs> Let's do some manifestation bash. <laughs> that shit gets me fired up though, because I'm just like, I don't know. People just have, I, I don't know. And then I see like, I just like see fat phobia and like. And, um, uh-oh, are you still there, Jade? Do, 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 do. You there? Yeah? Yeah. Okay, cool. Me? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It said poor connection, so I wanted to make sure that we were still uh, okay. good. Um, but yeah, like, and I see, like, those things and, like, especially just, like, fat phobia, and I'm just, like, how fucking dare you assume you know anything about this person's like body or like lifestyle choices or their health and whatever. And also like, I forgot what it was called. And I read this thing the other day about, um, about it was a particular term, but basically like whenever it's called something, whenever people are like, Oh, I'm just concerned about your health. You know, oh my and yeah. when really they're just saying like you're unhealthy, and I'm I'm assuming that you're unhealthy based off of your size. Mm-hmm. Um, Matter of fact, uh, I was just thinking. I was just talking friend about a we, and I remember uh, we had we fit, we had we fit, and I remember that um, it would make certain sound and like you're like over. It would deem you to be obese or like overweight and oh, stuff yeah. like that. Oh yeah. And it was like probably based off of BMI, which like is BMI, not science yeah. <laughs> at all. <laughs> it's literally eugenics. Um, but yeah, so um, it's some bullshit. Um, <laughs> and it's it sucks to be like aware of it, but it also is just kind of like in being aware of it, you're able to just like be like, oh, that was just, that's what that was. That That wasn't actually a judgment on who I am as a person. That was like, this person is a fucking dick. So <laughs> I'm actually fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, be able to name that. So yeah. But manifestation mash on to lighter things. <laughs> um, so manifestation mash, um, there are four different categories. Uh, geographically, where would you like to live? Career slash task wise what are some things you would like to do um the home building you'd like to live in and then your legacy you'll name four things from each of those categories and they're all four things that you would like so you don't have to name anything like i want to live in a shack because we we know you don't 
Um, and then we'll, uh, I mean, maybe you do, but probably not. But, um, and then we'll eliminate them and then have one from each category. So the first one is geographically, where would you like to live? This is so hard, low key. Um, I'm trying to think like where would I really like to live? Awesome. I don't. Honestly, I want to live in um, Grenada. Actually, okay, that's where my dad from. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like an, it's an island. It was in this Caribbean, uh, like Caribbean. Because I, anytime I say Grenada, like some people do not know where it's at. They don't. Right? Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, I want to live there. Um, because anybody that's from there or parents, they talk about it. Um, the weather is nice. Uh, and I just want to be like I thought about Africa, but like the I may be able to find out, but that I'm gonna be able to find it exactly like where from who mm. the land, yeah. which I wouldn't want to. But um, I know Grenada. I'm like okay, yeah, Grenada is <laughs> a little bit more tangible than Africa. Africa. Okay, so Grenada, nope. yeah, so Grenada, um. I sort of would want to have like four different sources of income, but um, wait, wait, wait! Is- we need three more oh. for geographic. G- three more? Yes, oh. I said four. Four you for did. each. You did. I was thinking for the legacy. Oh, um, California. Okay. I don't know where added California. I just know Cali. Okay. A lot of things are legalized there, and mm-hmm. then um, <laughs> on top of that. Anytime I see people from Cali, it's just a different environment, atmosphere, more like chill and um, not conservative, like Carolina mm-hmm. and the Cali. And then um, Morocco. Why? Like, I just, it looks so nice. Okay. And lastly. Hmm. Trying to think like overall on that. Um, I really can't name like because Africa is so big. Okay. Um, but I saw I don't know where, but I saw this. It was on TikTok. I saw this one city, like literally just wealth. I mean, uh, there's a lot of wealth in Africa, in mm-hmm. Africa anyway. But like, it was just so pretty. So somewhere in Africa. Okay. Where I'm, I'm gonna put like, wealthy Africa. Yeah, wealthy Africa. All right. Next is career slash something you want to do. Mm, um, this is the obvious one, but I do want to um go to the Olympics and be like a professional athlete. Um, because my goal is when I retire is to open up a gym. But um, I don't want to say too much of my idea, but on a gym that's focused on lifestyle, health, and nutrition, and a gym that is not is just about the uh, just the working out part, but also about the mental part. The, about um, the what part? Yeah, mental and emotional part. Mental and emotional. Okay, of, so uh, is that two different things, like Olympics and gym, or I combined it, okay. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's. Um, 
and then I want to do something with helping people. I don't know if that's going to be me being like a teacher, me. Uh, I have an idea of like getting like those tiny sheds and like helping the homeless. Yeah. <laughs> they have tiny sheds or the um, shipping containers and turning those into houses. Um, that. Um, and then um, I know I would, wouldn't be able to do it, but I would want to be like a politician and or activist and help with these systems that we cut in America. I'm not going to go into deep into those. The but ghetto. Um, <laughs> politician or you said organizer? Activist. Activist. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then... Um, the last one is just to be some type of entrepreneur or CEO of a big company so I can just relax and do shit. <laughs> just have money coming in and just me and my dog just be at home like chilling. <laughs> entrepreneur. Okay. Cool. The next is home building. What kind of home building would you like to live in? Um, so fun fact, I'm really not good at swimming. Um I suck. Okay. I, I cannot float, but Me I neither. Oh, I can't float. Mm-mm. I can't float. I'll go. I, I sink straight to the bottom. It's absolutely. It's like one of the weirdest things. People yes. like don't believe me. They're like, you just fill your lungs up and then you like float, and I'm like, no, no, my lungs are I full. Think- I'm at the bottom of the fucking pool. <laughs> I'm like laying on the bottom of the pool. I literally, and I don't say I can't a lot, but I literally cannot float. Mm-hmm. I've tried so many, all my different friends in my lifetime have tried. Yeah. And I automatically, yeah. I can doggy paddle. I can, Yeah, you know, yeah. But like what I'm not going to do is, is float. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that, that might be genetics. Cause fam. <laughs> my dad doesn't float either okay oh just like they're like how can someone not float yeah. i'm like we do not float <laughs> like it's them. it's absolutely one of the it's so ridiculous like okay so anyways you you yeah, don't you can't swim <laughs> or don't swim but well. i would love to live on like a boat or something like Ooh. traveling the world okay yeah probably like a nice a nice yacht yeah. but not big money yacht like just a nice oh, just yacht. small money yacht like <laughs> Okay. Um, that I always wanted to live like one of the places I wanted, like a big city, like so, like a loft, like a, Ooh. uh, yeah, like a loft, not in a New York City loft where I don't have any space at all, yeah. but type of loft. Um, and then like a ranch or farm. Mm-hmm. On the country, and then um. I find them so adorable, like a tiny house. I always a lot of people say tiny house, and I think they are so adorable. You have to be very intentional, I think, with your living though, with the tiny house. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the last one is legacy, which you sound like you're already ready for that. Yes, four things for legacy. Um, I want to be remembered as someone that was caring, giving. Like, I'm not a Mother Teresa, but, you know, it's sort of like that. Um, always giving back, like, to, to the community. Um, always someone that uh, is motivated and hardworking. Wait, uh, uh, sorry. 
I spaced out. Caring, <laughs> giving. Sharing, giving. giving back, That's one. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. And then it, what's the next one? Hardworking. Oh, okay. Yeah, hardworking. And I always say this because I feel like, well, it could just be the Pisces in me, but uh, a dreamer. Like, people are so, like, always stuck in reality. I'm like, y'all, there's a better world out. There's better worlds and galaxies out there. Just... <laughs> I think that is very Piscean of you, because same. Um, and then last is strong. Even though I had a conversation about with my friends how strong being a black woman is not necessarily always a compliment, but um, I do want to be strong. I We come from a lot of strong women, so mm-hmm. I just always want to be strong. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So now, pick a number between 1 and 11. 7. 7. Okay. So um, every 7 things, I'm going to cross it off until we have 1 in each category. Okay? And I'll tell you what I'm crossing off as I cross it off. Ranch farm. Hardworking. Boat slash yacht. Caring, giving. Loft. So for home building, we have tiny house. Granada. Granada? Grenada? Grenada. Grenada. Entrepreneur, CEO. Helping people, building shelters. Olympics gym. So for career, we have politician slash activist. Strong. Wealthy Africa. Uh, For legacy, we have Dreamer. (laughs) Morocco. You ready? Yeah. You will live in a tiny house in Morocco. Which, is it Morocco, like, in Africa? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Okay. So that could still be the wealthy Africa. All right. So you will live in a tiny house in Morocco um, as a politician and activist. And your legacy will be as a dreamer. That sounds nice. That that does sound nice. Yeah. Awesome. Well, congratulations on your awesome life. I will come visit you in Morocco (laughs) if you will have me. Yeah. We have, um, do you have any advice that you'd like to give for the listeners? Mm. It can be um, silly or it can be not. It's up to you. Um, I'm trying to think. I guess my advice would be putting yourself first. Yeah, just always put yourself first. And when I say yourself, 
your mental health, your emotional state, just your health in general, just putting yourself first. And from there, you'll learn more about yourself. And learning more about yourself is like the most important thing, I think, in life. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why is it the most important thing? Because, um, ah, uh, that's going to sound a little critical, but you only rely on yourself and um, your knowledge and your you're you being by your, you yourself and I is yourself and I is gonna, <laughs> is gonna be with you like for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Like, if no one else will, um, you will. And I literally came to all these uh, conclusions in the past two three years. Um, but yeah, that is my advice. I like that. That's good. <laughs> It's true, you know? You're going to be with yourself for the rest of your life, so you might as well take good care of yourself (laughs) so you're not miserable in your existence for the rest of your life. Um, And then finally, do you have anything that you'd like to promote? Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Yeah, um, my personal Instagram is J-A-D-E-Q-T-7. And then um, I'm launching um, Lashes, you can fly away with <laughs> lashes lashes you're doing what what with the lashes um i'm promoting them oh uh, oh oh i'm yeah. sorry okay no it's fine um so i'm gonna uh i have a, a it's called allura 99 a-l-l-u-r-a 99 okay. um uh i love lashes i realized i do like mascara and everything, but I do like popping on a different lash. I used to express myself and how I'm feeling, <laughs> whether it's cute, flirty, or productive, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, so I am launching that. Uh, if you would like to follow, I'd appreciate it. <laughs> okay. So tell us your Instagram again. Uh, JQT7, so J A D E Q T7. Okay, and then the information for the lashes are is on your Instagram, I'm assuming. Yeah, you can get it from there, too. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, Jade, thank you so much for being on the podcast um, and sharing your, um, your wisdom and just more about, like, yourself and what it is to be a, a student athlete in these panty liner times, you know? Um, mm-hmm. It was fun. Thank you for Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I hope you have a good one. I'll see you at, um, probably not at the next family function because there's a panini press, but, um, you know, I'll see you. <laughs> yeah. So you have a good one. Bye, y'all. Oh, oh, Instagram, uh, all the things. I have, I have to promote my things, right? Um, you can follow Namashe Podcast at Namashe Podcast on Instagram, N-A-M-A-S-E Podcast. If you really um, love email, then you can email <laughs> Namashe Podcast at <laughs> Namashe Podcast at gmail.com. If you have a listener letter or if you um, would like to be on the show, um, I love talking to queer um, people, queer black indigenous people of color um on the show and um yeah that's really the main thing so you can also slide in the dms i almost prefer that because i don't super love email but 
and ask your questions, all that good stuff. So I hope y'all have a good one and peace y'all. Um, Ashe and Namaste. Yeah.